Hello, this is Reverend Abigail, and this podcast is created from an eight-week series that we did on This Thing Called You, which is a book written by Ernest Holmes, who is the founder of Centers for Spiritual Living. If you want to find out more about our center, you can reach us at spiritualliving.org. Enjoy the class. So welcome, everybody, and I'm so glad you came. We are, again, week seven of our eight-week series. So next week, we are ending this series on this thing called you. And we will be beginning a series on the creative mind, another series, uh, another eight weeks on that book. So if you want to go ahead and order it now, uh, it's also by Ernest Holmes. And this week, I, I have just really enjoyed delving into this. It's such a reminder because what I love is the, the concepts of these, this week is really about being present to the moment and that life is so supporting us that it cannot withhold itself from us. One of my favorite things to say is that I'm fully supported by the universe. And that's one of my affirmations that I say all the time. And then I, of course I look for evidence and I see evidence for it all the time. And I really enjoy opening myself up to receiving even more good than I can imagine. So the first point I wanted to talk to you about today is Ernest Holmes says, basically, today is a gift for you to enjoy. You know, I, it reminded me of the, uh, you know, Kung Fu Panda quote which is yesterday is history, tomorrow's a mystery, and today is a gift. That's why they call it the present. And of course, I'm sure you all saw Kung Fu Panda and you remember that. No, actually I looked it, I looked it up and it was quoted, uh, Kung Fu Panda was quoted as one of the attributors, but there was like 10 different people they attributed that quote to. So nobody really knows who it's from. So our, our point number one is today is a gift for you to enjoy. All that life is and has is fully given to you to enjoy. Life is God's gift to you. It is always ready to manifest itself through you in its entire fullness. And that is by Ernest Holmes. Lao Tzu said, be content with what you have. Rejoice in the way things are. When you realize there is nothing lacking, the whole world belongs to you. I really needed to be reminded of this recently. I think that I've gotten, I, I, I notice that the tension and the stress of the election, which I'm very invested in, I, everybody go vote. <laughs> if you haven't registered, please go register. I'm not going to tell you how to vote, but I will tell you, please vote. And, um, but I'm noticing a lot of, of uh, tension within me. And whenever I read this, it was like, I got to surrender to the good that's already here, that's already present. I was allowing myself to get into the space of the future and not being in the space of where I'm at right now. I was reading again, Mark Nepo, whom I've quoted several times uh, during this time. He has this book of awakening and he has little, it's actually a daily reader, but he has little stories, which I think is wonderful that a lot of times really emphasize and help in the points that I'm trying to get across for, for what, we're, what we're learning about or remembering 
in our experience with this thing called you. And here's a story, I'm gonna read you this little story. It says, I remember sitting for a long time on the edge of a summer lake, watching the far shore. I could see the early light flood the water in the distance. And this somehow made the other side seem exotic. Every morning I'd sit on my small edge of lake and watch the other side, imagining that a certain mystery awaited me. Finally, I had to go there. I got my canoe, I rode across the lake, beached my small boat, and sat in the exact spot I had been watching. As I looked about, the aura of otherness I had seen from my daily perch was gone. I was somewhat undone. For though this far shore was beautiful and peaceful, the wet clump of shore that I ran my hand through was the same as where I began. I started to laugh at myself for looking at back at where I'd been sitting every day. I saw the early light flood the water in the distance. And now where I'd been living seemed exotic. Now it's certain mystery called me back to where I was. It's the same with the love and the dreams and the work of our lives. We see light everywhere but where we are and chased after what we think we lack, only defined humbly is it was with us all along. Mark Nepo. So I love that because it's such a good memory to just pause, take a deep breath in and really appreciate where you are, what's going on right now. My wife and I do a daily uh, gratitude walk, we go on a walk together, and then we just say what we're grateful for. And, you know, many of us experienced smoke during the summertime or the last, you know, recently. <laughs> and it reminded me how I had not been grateful for the air that I breathe until I wasn't you know, then I didn't have the nice clean air to breathe and go on a walk. And now every time I go on a walk, I'm like, I'm so grateful for this moment that I can breathe this beautiful air. I'm so grateful for my amazing legs that it can take me up this hill. I'm so grateful for having a nice hot shower when it's 32 degrees outside. <laughs> and so it just reminds me of the things that I do have that I might have forgotten by be getting caught up in what's going on out there. So really being present to this moment as if it's a present. Ernest Holmes says, all the wealth, the power and the goodness of spirit exists at the center of your being. You experience this good to such a degree as you accept it, believe in it and feel it. So that's the second point that I thought was really relevant during this time. You experience good in such a degree as you accept it, believe in it, and feel it. You're doing a great job, Sherry. <laughs> it's her first time doing the slides, so give her some, give her some love. <laughs> so again, all the wealth, all the power, and the goodness of the spirit exists at the center of your being. You experience this good to such a degree as you accept it, believe in it, and feel it. And so whenever I was thinking about that, it really, really made me realize that 
I am in a place of unlimited good. And anytime I'm feeling like I'm lacking, it's really on me to, to figure out why am I feeling like I'm lacking? And can I shift this feeling into the awareness that the good is already mine? Can I shift my place into uh, accepting my good? You know, one of my favorite stories that I've told before on the pulpit is that uh, I started a, a center, Center for Spiritual Living Peninsula, and uh, in California before I had this job. And one of one time I talked about how we didn't have a dishwasher and washing our dishes was a, a contentious thing between my wife and I. And one of the congregants came up to me and said, I'm going to buy you a dishwasher. I'd love to buy you a dishwasher. And I was like, ha, 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 that's really funny. And I laughed it off. And, uh, you know, six months later, she said, you know, I offered to buy you a dishwasher and you haven't accepted my gift. <laughs> and I was like, but I thought you didn't really, you didn't really, really mean like buying me a dishwasher, right? <laughs> No, I really want to buy you a dishwasher. And uh, so my wife and I went uh, shopping for dishwashers and she bought us a little movable one because we had a small uh, place and it totally shifted the relationship between my wife and I. Like it was like a gift. It wasn't just a gift. It was a gift for our relationship. It was so amazing. And I, it was like, it came to me and I turned it away. It came to me and I turned it away. And I would just wonder how many times that happens. Oh, um, somebody gives you a compliment. Oh, yeah, well, you know, and so you, you turn it away. How many times does somebody offer to buy you lunch and you turn them away? So just remembering to accept your good is so important. He's, Ernest Holmes says, you're either attracting or repelling according to your mental attitudes. So you're either identifying yourself with lack or with abundance, with love and friendship or with indifference. The law of attraction and repulsion works automatically. It's like a law of reflection. The reflection corresponds to the image held before a mirror. So I just think about that. You know, if I'm experiencing in my life a, a lack outside, then where inside am I experiencing a lack? And do I need to awaken to the fact that I can have a greater good? Kathy Ann talked about that this morning at the service. She said, there's a good for you and you ought to have it and you need to claim your good. It's like, you're going to experience this good to the degree that you believe in it. Well, can you be open to just believing in a little bit more good? Something for me is I like to say to myself, I am open to receive more good than I can even believe. <laughs> I'm, I am open to receiving unexpected delights and inspirations. I say that a lot in my prayers. I'm, I'm so grateful for my unexpected delights and inspiration. And then the universe corresponds by giving me unexpected delights and good. So we're just really allowing yourself to be open to that good. So one of the things I think is really good to that it's a great example. I call this uh, the pie example. So if you could go to the next slide, Sherry. Okay. 
the infinite nature of God, the pie example. So here's what I think, at least I feel like this is what I was taught growing up. There's a piece of pie. I take, like, there's a little piece of pie. I take my pie, my piece of pie, right? Now, the way the nature, the infinite nature of God is, is like, we think, oh, I have a piece of pie. So that means that, that um, Sherry's going to get another piece of the pie. And then Sylvia's going to get another piece of the pie. And then Linda's going to get another piece of the pie. And then Christine's going to get another piece of the pie. And then, you know, Karen gets another piece of the pie. And then there's no more pie, right? Because <laughs> that's how, that's how we think of things often. But the infinite nature of God is like, I take a piece of the pie and then when Sherry gets the pie, it's a whole pie again. So when I'm receiving the nature, I'm receiving my good and I'm getting my piece of pie. It doesn't mean that I'm taking away from somebody else's pie. It just means that I'm receiving what is infinite. So that's what the nature of the universe is. is it's like a pie that keeps on refilling itself. So I always like that example. So there's not, there always is enough. Whenever the infinite is involved, there's always enough. Actually, there's more than enough. <laughs> there's plenty, plenty to go around. So the third point is that you must open yourself to receive that which is already within you. And I just really love this. The Ernest Holmes, the more I hear this, the more I love it. Your kingdom of God is at hand. You have already inherited everything that belongs to this kingdom. The riches, the power, and the glory and might of this kingdom are yours today. You do not rob others by entering into the fullness of your kingdom of joy, your kingdom of abundance. You recognize that all people belong to the same kingdom. You are merely claiming for yourself that what you that that you would, and that the law of good should do unto all. So that's really what is so beautiful about this. The kingdom of heaven. It's like, you know, it's, it's almost like um, we had an ancestor or somebody, some, some really rich grandmother or grandfather passes away that we never knew. And we inherited this big inheritance that we don't even know that we and then one day somebody taps us on the shoulder and says, are you so-and-so because you just inherited all of this? Well, that's how it is. It's like, we're the inheritors of the entire kingdom of everything. And we don't even know it. So we have it all already, but we're not aware of it. So really tuning our awareness to being able to accept that is really the key. So one thing that, that helps us accept it is having faith and, and allowing the faith that God is, like really what's going on in our life is God is bigger than that, right? If, if I really believe that God is bigger than my problems, then I start opening to God instead of to my problems. And so allowing myself to to be supported by the universe is super important. Mark Nepo had another example that I thought was really good. He says, it is perhaps the oldest of inner laws as inescapable as gravity. 
there is no chance of lifting into any space larger than yourself without revealing the parts you hold closest to your chest. Anytime you hesitate revealing who you are, picture yourself as a bird perched on a roof, wings tucked at your side. To enter into a relationship without opening your heart is to jump off that roof without spreading your wings. It's true that baby birds hesitate the first time out of the nest, but once they taste the air, it is in their nature to open and rise. This is their life, this is ours too. The paradox of course, is that we must trust that the power to lift us is here. So one thing I, I love is like we have to be willing we have to have faith, right? Which means that we're opening our wings, like we're jumping off <laughs> with the little baby birds, jumping off like, oh, I hope God is gonna be there to be the wing, wind there, you know? But that's really, it's like, we have all of this abundance and inheritance, but we have to be willing to, to take the leap of belief into the world. And the more evidence that we start seeing, like taking a leap, uh, and I've done several big leaps in my life. So I've had lots of evidence that the universe is fully supporting me. But it was like the first big leap is really hard. And then to have the universe show up in ways that are unexpected and delightful, it's like, oh. And so I can take those leaps more and more often now because I've watched, you know, the wind of the infinite universe support me and lift me up. So that's one thing that is is super important. Like I quit my job. I was working a job at Stanford University and I quit my very well-paying job to become a full-time minister and start a center. And that was super scary. <laughs> it was super crazy. But I got um, all these centers, including CSL Seattle, gave, uh, gave me money, supported my, my planting, my seed planting of a center. And it was way more than I'd ever imagined. It was way more support than I could have ever thought. And I'm so grateful for, for the universe showing up through the support of all of these communities. So it was worth it. <laughs> so here's the three points again, and then we'll, have a, we'll open to our, our Q&A portion. The first one is today is a gift for you to enjoy. The second is you experience good in such a degree as you accept it, believe in it, and feel it. And point number three is you must open yourself to receive that which is already within you. And I am complete. 